0: First, I'm going to mention the rules of itikaf for the four people of Charlogan. Either way, whether somebody is spending the full ten days in itikaf or somebody is spending nothing in itikaf, the rules will be the same. There will be one extra rule for the people spending nothing in itikaf, which I will explain at the end. <coughs> First of all, like I mentioned the other day, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu wa used to spend the last ten days every year in itikaf, and this is a narration from Amma Aisha Radhiyallahu Sahih Bukhari. After which she says that after the Prophet Sallallahu passed away, the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, all of his wives used to continue this tradition. So there are some people who do not believe that women can pray, can sit in itikaf. So, Amma Aisha herself in this hadith in Sahih Bukhari is mentioning that Ummahatul Mu'mineen used to sit in Itakaf after the Prophet And this is not khas with the Azwaajul but they are a role model for women just like the Prophet was a role model for men. When a person makes sunnah itikaf, then they should make niyat before Maghrib of today, which was the 21st, that they make intention to spend 10 days in itikaf in the masjid for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person is making nafal itikaf, every time they enter the masjid, they will have to make the niyat again. In other words, if you are in sunnah itikaf and you leave the masjid for invalid reasons, so just to make wudu or to do anything, you don't have to make the niyat again when you come back. The niyat once is solid. If you're in Nafal Ithakaf, the second you leave the masjid, even if it's for wudu to go to the bathroom, your ithakaf breaks, you must make the niyat again consciously when you re-enter into the masjid. Otherwise, your ithakaf will have been broken. It is permissible to leave the place of ittikaf for a number of reasons. Number one, a person can leave ittikaf to relieve themselves to go to the bathroom. You must do so, if you are in sunnah ittikaf, you must do so in the masjid bathroom. You must do so in the closest bathroom possible. If you go there and there is a line, it is permissible to wait. It is permissible to stand there and wait for your turn to use the bathroom. On the way to the bathroom, you should not stop to talk to anyone. But if while walking somebody says salaam, you can return the salaam, that is fine. Secondly, if you have to end up waiting for the bathroom, if somebody converses with you while you were waiting, then that is fine also. But the second your wait ends, you must interrupt that conversation. And the second you are done with using the bathroom, it will stop to be in a state of wudu at all times. So the better if you make wudu. And when you make wudu, you should come right back into the masjid. The person who's doing sunnah should not talk to anybody unnecessarily on the way or on the way back from making wudu. So two things that we did, one is to relieve yourself, the second is to make wudu. The third possible reason one can leave the masjid is if a ghusl becomes farth upon them, a ghusl becomes far upon them. There is a creative way to do ghusl in this bathroom. If for some reason somebody is not able to do ghusl in this bathroom and ghusl becomes farth upon them, then they may then proceed to the closest bathroom which is available to them in which they may be able to be able to do ghusl. Inshallah, you will have people who bring food and drink for you, but the fourth reason, three reasons are leaving for the call of nature, second to make mudhu, third to make farz ghusl. Fourth is, if there is nobody to bring you food and drink, then it is permissible for a person in itikaf to go and get food and drink, but they must go, come right back and consume that food and drink inside of the masjid. This is a masllah that would, you would use in Makkah makkah and Medina Manawra because uh, there's not really food is not provided inside. So, some of the people who make itaqaf the there, some people choose to live off of dates and water. They basically don't leave and they eat whatever little things they find. But it's permissible for somebody there to leave the masjid to get food and to come back. These are the only four reasons with which it is permissible for a person who is in Sunnah itikaf to leave the masjid. If on your way to the toilet or wudu or for any of these reasons you leave somebody says salaam, you can say malikum salam to them but you cannot stop. You must keep walking. You cannot stop your movement. You cannot pause for them. Mas'ala on smoking but we hope that all of you are non-smokers so we will not tell you what that mas'ala is. <laughs> If for any other reason a person leaves the masjid, the itikaf would become void. And then their itikaf would convert from a masnoon itikaf to a sunnah itikaf. Things that are permissible to do inside the masjid. On the first thing is you should also be very clear what the hudud of the masjid are that you are doing sunnah or nafal itikaf in. And this masjid, that first door closer to us, this inner chamber is the masjid. The outer chamber does not constitute the masjid. So that those glass doors, that is the end of the masjid, these three doors. The outer chamber is not part of the masjid. So you cannot sit there during itikaf or spend any time there during itikaf. Another thing, although it would probably not happen to you, is that fasting is a short for sunnah itikaf. For some reason you do something that breaks your fast, your takaf breaks as well. Because the sunnah takaf, the last 10 days sunnah takaf, it is a condition for that that a person be in a state of fasting. When you are inside the masjid, what is it permissible to do and what are the things that are disliked to do and what are the things that would break your takaf if you did them? Number one, while you are inside the masjid is permissible to eat and drink. Number two, it is permissible to engage in necessary transactions of purchase and sale or even your work. It is undesirable to do it, but if you need to do it, if you're a student, you need to study, if you're a person at work, you need to send some message or text some email, or you're a researcher, professor, you need to read something or write something, it is permissible to do so inside the masjid during Ithikāl. It is permissible to sleep. It is permissible to contract a nikāl if you so wish. It's permissible to change clothes, apply oil, apply itar. It is permissible to obviously read and teach the Qur'an al to give any type of lesson or instruction based on ilm. It's permissible to wash clothes inside the masjid. It is permissible to talk to a person, engage in conversation, but to a limited extent. Say it, to a limited extent. <laughs> to a limited extent, talking too much Idle conversation is disliked. It won't break your itikaf, but it is disliked. So moving to the things that are disliked in itikaf, number one, to engage in too much idle conversation, that is disliked because that negates the purpose. The purpose is to do itikaf. I'll come to that. Second is to be silent. To be completely silent, to just not speak to anybody, that is also makru. You're not supposed to be absolutely silent during itikaf. i none of these other things you would do. If a person is in nafil itikaf If they wish to spend a few days here A few nights here right? Know that the nafil itikaf is not binding on you So let's say somebody enters the masjid and says I make niyat for three days nafil itikaf It doesn't mean anything You can still go out after two hours And if you go out after two hours There's no kazaa If you break sunnah itikaf There's kazaa Kaza. When you make niyat of ten days sunnah itikaf It becomes lazim wajib upon you Such that if you break it you will have to make up its qadass and That's a whole number of If anybody has that, they can ask me that after it. If you make niyat of nafal there's no such thing. You can make niyat for three days, but if you break it for some reason, no problem. And again, when you're in nafal every time you leave the masjid, your itikaf breaks. So, technically, you can stop and talk to somebody if you want on the way making wudu, stop and talk to someone on the way back, but obviously. Normally the people who are doing Nafal Ittikaf would want ideally to make their Nafal Ittikaf as close as possible to the Surah, the shackle. adopt the resemblance and likeness of the people doing Sunnah Ittikaf. But technically there is that leeway because uh, a person is in Nafal The Ittikaf of women is that they should set aside a place in their home... Ideally, there may be a place already set aside in their home for salah and ibadah. If not, they can designate a space in their home, which the hudud of which have to be muta'ayyan. They must delineate the borders of their area of itikaf clearly. And then, they should sit in it just like we mentioned that a man would sit in the masjid. They may leave that area for the same reasons that a man may leave. A married woman must obtain consent of her husband. But it is mentioned that a husband should not refuse consent to his wife if she wishes to do so. Obviously, a woman also has to be in a state of purity in order to perform her ittikaf. It will be permissible for a woman to do housework within the area of her such as cooking. She can do that inside the place where she is made for her ittikaf. Any questions from any of the people doing itikaf? Huh? No, only first. The only ghusl that is allowed in itikaf is Fars ghusl. Try that; it doesn't happen, <laughs> no? oh, oh, What should a person do in itikaf? <coughs> In itikaf, a person, obviously, number one, should realize that they've been given this blessed opportunity to spend ten days in the masjid. So, number one, they should try to pray every salat with jamaat in the front row with the i Ideally, they should try to be sitting in the front row several minutes before the ikama starts. They should make it a point to pray those sunnas that are offered before the farth, such as the four sunnahs before dohar, before the farth. Unlike normally many times when we arrive for Zuhur at the time of farza we make the four sunnas afterwards. So they should take extreme I'm saying you think this is obvious, but many times you will notice that people this may be sustikart. So try to sit there early and to revive the sunnah of intizar of salah, the sunnah of waiting for salah. Number two, a person should try to offer regularly the sunnah nigrer muqadah and the nawafil, which is again something that we normally don't do. So, they should uh, pray, especially the four sunnah ghayr mu'akidah before salat al-asr. To pray the four sunnah ghayr mu'akidah before salat al-asr and other such things, they should make it a point to do so. The girls tell tell The next thing is they should try to engage in extra salawat. Number one is that if there are any qadhaa umri, any qadhaa that is due upon them that they have to pray, they should pray that, they may not be able to pray all the qadhaa that is upon them, but they should pray at least every day, they should try to pray one qadhaa of every prayer that they owe, and make niyat after they pray that, that Ya Allah, give me the tawfiq, the success, the ability to make up all the fajrs that are due upon me before I pass away. Secondly, they should try to be regular in tahajjud. And ideally, since they're staying in itikaf, they should try to pray eight rakas of tahajjud, eight rakas of tahajjud at night. And try to pray that in its proper, the most abzal time of that, which is in the last third of the night. In addition to that, they can pray salat al-tasbih. Salatul tasbi means to say a particular tasbih, sometimes known as third kalima, which is Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallahu, allahu akbar. The method for this is relatively simple. You're going to say it in four rakats. You're going to say this tasbih 75 times in each rakat. And the easy way I will mention to you, I will mention to you one sentence. You will not understand the sentence until I explain to you in detail, but after I explain to you in detail, this one sentence will be enough for you to remember you should recite Salatul Tasbih 15 times at the start and 10 times at the end of every Ruka. Now, how will that work? That on The very first rakat, the very first start is Subhanakallahumma. Then after that, you will recite Salatul Tasbih 15 times. Then at the end of the rukan of Qiyam, which means after after saying Fatah and saying Surah, you will recite it 10 times. Then you will go into Ruku, at the end of the rukun of ruku, which means after saying Subhanarabbil rabbi three times, you will recite it ten times. Then you will stand up in qama at the end of the rukun of qama In other words, after saying Allahumma rabbanawalaka you will say it ten times. Then you will go into sajda. At the end of that rukun of sajda, the first sajda, you will say Subhanallah rabbi three times and say this ten times. Then you will sit at jalsubayna sajdatayn, the sitting between the two sajdas. After saying the sunnah du'a at the end of that Rukan you will say it ten times Then you will go into the second sajda At the end of that and you will say it ten times You will not say it in the sitting of At-Tahiyat Because that does not occur in all four rakahs That only occurs in the second and four rakahs This is Salat al Second thing you should do So the first thing that is mentioned then is pertaining salah in Atika The second thing is that your tilawat. You should try to read as much of the Qur'an al as you can Ideally, you should try to finish the Qur'an al-Kareem entirely once in the month of Ramadan. Surely, if you were sitting for 10 days of you and hopefully you would have been reading some of it before, but even if you hadn't, you would be able to knock off three powers a day, inshallah, in each of the 10 days of itikaf. This month, slight chance, it could be 9 days, so plan accordingly. Plan accordingly, chance this year Ramadan could be 29 days, therefore you'd only have 9 days for itikaf. Number three, you should make an habit to say istighfar at least 100 times a day Astaghfirullah Rabbi min kulli zhamme wa atubu ilayh Number four, to recite zirudh and salawat 100 times a day Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa Number six, you should make du'a Many du'a and lots of du'a at the time of tahajjah, at the time of suhoor, at the time of iftar In the middle of the night, after every prayer Rasulullah said that the du'a after the is the far salah are accepted. Normally we are in such a big rush that after we pray we have to get back to work, get back to class. If you are in a state of itika'af, be it naf'al or sunnah, take advantage of the fact that you have nowhere to rush off to after that prayer and try to spend some time in du'a after the prayers that you offer. Dhikr. You should try to make as much dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as you can. If you are studying dhikr formally, use the dhikr that you are formally being instructed in. If you are not being studying dhikr formally, then you may say subhanallah wa subhanallah al or the kalima Inna ilaha illallah, however many times you would wish to do so. Other time you can spend reading hadith, reading tafsir, attending bayan, etc. Uh, this is how you spend your intikah. Right? Any other questions on Ittakaf? Yes, yes, you can study Ilm, you can study Ilm, you can do anything, any type of studying, for that, and you can even study your university studies during Ittakaf. Right?